To all intents and purposes, Kuwait has ceased to exist as an independent sovereign nation. And with one stroke, Saddam Hussein and Iraq have eliminated billions of dollars worth of debts, acquired enormous oil resources on top of those already controlled, gained access to an important Persian Gulf port, and intimidated every other country in the region. That's Ted Koppel on August 2nd, 1990, 20 years ago today. Do you remember Nightline that uh, night? I do. Just hearing Ted's voice kind of takes you back. In some ways, we are still reliving that moment, still living that moment that began 20 years ago today. Iraq invaded Kuwait. The U.S. rolled back that invasion in Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Uh, It took about eight or nine months, uh, and it really set the stage for what then became the invasion of Iraq in 2003 with a little bit of uh, 9-11 thrown in for a good measure. But uh, a lot of history uh, Mm. began 20 years ago today. And to explore it, we've got Michael Gordon, New York Times military correspondent, author of The General's War, The Inside Story of the Conflict in the Gulf, and Cobra II, his uh, latest book, which is about the 2003 invasion. Michael Gordon, good morning. Good morning. And also with us, Carol Murphy, once again, freelance reporter and contributor to Global Post these days and the Christian Science Monitor. But she was in Kuwait, one of the few Western reporters who remained in Kuwait after Iraq invaded 20 years ago. Carol, thanks again for being with us. Hello. Good morning. What do you think uh, got started 20 years ago uh, with uh, Iraq's suspicion that he could invade Kuwait and that there there would be no response? I think that that, uh, what really got started that day was the whole transformation of Iraq, because many people thought it was unfinished business that the Operation Desert Storm uh, was completed without the Uh, taking down of Saddam himself. And uh, as everybody remembers, he remained a a thorn in the side of the United States for many years after that. One of the reasons he was not taken out was because the Arab countries who were our allies in that war to evacuate Iraqi troops from Kuwait did not want Saddam taken down. Hmm. Uh, The main reason being they feared exactly what did happen when the United States invaded, which was total chaos in the country. Right. Michael Gordon, it seems to me that the face of the U.S. military uh, underwent an extraordinary change. As the Cold War was ending, this war began, and uh, the military has not been the same in the United States since. Well, what was um, interesting to me about the the Gulf War, um, the first war, and um, is that... uh, Sure, to a certain extent, it was a vindication of conventional American military power. Uh, Colin Powell to deploy his overwhelming force. We fought a conventional enemy, uh, Iraqi troops out in the desert, not an insurgency. So in a certain sense, it was a war that was best suited for American military capabilities when we could apply air power and whatnot. What's so striking about the first war is this was not an intelligence failure. Uh, The American intelligence community came to the White House, uh, Bush the Elder, a week before, in, day, in weeks before, there were mounting reports. I covered a lot of this, and uh, saying there are Iraqi troops on the border, the the threat is growing, and what was happening in the White House is they adopted the assumption that Arab countries don't attack other Arab countries, that this was merely posturing. So this wasn't a case where we didn't have the intelligence. It was a an interesting case where we did have the intelligence, but the administration in power then, the American administration, chose to reinterpret it. And it did have all sorts of implications because uh, absent the first Gulf War, 
it's, it, there certainly wouldn't have been an invasion of Kuwait in 2003, invasion of Iraq in 2003. Sure. Uh, Carol Murphy, what was it like uh, to watch the uh, invasion unfold there in Kuwait and to see the efforts on the part of the political forces in the United States uh, essentially create an argument for a U.S. invasion? Well, you know, I got there about a week before the invasion, and there had been many other uh, Western reporters there, and they had all come, written their stories, and left saying, you know, um, this is another bluff by Saddam Hussein. I just happened to arrive late, and I was still there during the invasion. And it was, it was really shocking uh, to, to the, the Kuwaitis because they had helped Iraq so much during Iraq's war with Iran. And it was just a, a major shock. And uh, as someone said earlier, they really did expect the United States to come rushing to rescue them. And when it began taking weeks and then months before any ground action uh, by the United States to evacuate Iraqi troops, uh, it became clear that this was a huge, huge operation that um, took time to put together, and they were getting really nervous. Michael Gordon, uh, Desert Storm was the war of the kind of blustery generals like uh, Norman Schwarzkopf uh, and the the sort of combat generals who were so successful. Uh, You know, the 2003 Iraq invasion was something very, very different, it seems to me. Was there a changing of the guard in the last 20 years? Well, you know, what's interesting to me is how much in the initial phase, and by which I'm talking about the invasion in 2003, let's say the first month or so, how much of that war was um, uh, essentially a repeat of the first war, Um, not only for us, but for the Iraqis. I mean, in Saddam's case, the primary threat he was concerned about during the invasion was not American troops going to Baghdad. We now know he didn't expect that due to interrogations of his uh, inner circle. He was worried about a Shia uprising, which is what occurred in the toward the end of the Gulf War, and he had deployed paramilitary forces around Iraq to put that down. In the American case, uh, what our generals were primarily concerned about was not an insurgency or the possibility of one. It was uh, after we arrived in Baghdad, which was inevitable given right. our military superiority, what they were primarily concerned about was destroying the Republican Guard, which was the... Uh, principal adversary in the Gulf War, uh, many of whom managed to escape. Uh, So the first phase of the 2003 invasion, to a certain extent, was a repeat of the Gulf War, and then it became uh, an insurgency that neither Saddam nor our generals had anticipated. Fighting the last war, isn't that the old story? Michael Gordon, New York Times military correspondent and author of The General's War, The Inside Story of the Conflict in the Gulf and Cobra II. Carol Murphy, before we go, I remember sitting at a bar with you in Amman, Jordan, 20 years ago, as the Berlin Wall was falling, talking about the end of history, did you believe that it was actually the beginning of a whole other history? No way, no way. I really thought that we were destined to write stories that no one would read because all the action would be in Europe. <laughs> Carol Murphy, freelance reporter and contributor to Global Post and the Christian Science Monitor, was there when the Iraqis invaded Kuwait 20 years ago today. Thanks, Carol. Thanks.